Cockroaches in the ratchet uh, Hand-me-downs with the patches Mama put a little money in the mattress Taught me how to make a silver spoon out of plastic You can either sink, swim, or be the captain Get the last word, I'ma get the last laughing Now they say you're dinner, why you're dressing so classy I don't want my best dressed day in a casket You can either leave, follow, or get out the way Hey everybody! Welcome to Killer Serials. I'm Tony Jones. Ryan Parker. We are live together on the same couch. We are on the same couch. With Flynn the dog. Our mascot. He's falling asleep. We are talking about Luke Cage here on Killer Serials. And uh, our penultimate episode of the, Luke Cage. Of Luke Cage. It's episodes 9 and 10. For us, we'll finish the series next, next, next uh, episode. So, uh, just to recap, these two episodes, there, I, I would say about these two episodes, there's a lot of, like, um, comic book type of stuff going on. How do you mean? Like, there's, like, backstory stuff, there's, like, you meet, you're, you meet a mad scientist, you kind of figure out, like, I've never seen cell structure like that before. Yeah. It's like, that, yeah. that's... To me, seems very... They're boiling him in acid. Yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That was it, crazy. Yeah, he has cardiac arrest. Turn it up. Turn it up hotter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, it has to be colder. <laughs> right. Yeah. Neither one of them knew what they were doing. Yeah, so that seems like very comic book-y. I mean, how many times do you see a scalpel snap when they try to cut into Luke Cage? We can't do that anymore. They've <laughs> broken three scalpels. Yeah, I think that's a good point, the backstory, because I think the backstory that we get is the Seagate prison backstory was really good. But this is interesting with his father. Yeah, let's talk about the Seagate backstory first. Okay. Because um, there is some overtone of like uh, some kind of Nazi Holocaust overtones. Okay. Say more about that. Because they're doing experiments on prisoners. Yeah. And they call out uh, this doctor and... He's like, uh, hey, they did this so that they could get uh, time off their sentence. Yeah. And Luke's like putting the pieces together and realizing that he didn't, he didn't get a vote on whether he was going to be experimented on. Yeah. And um, it seems that he was the only one on whom the experiment actually worked. It did. There were a lot of people that died in the experiments, and we also see. And that Seagate portion that Reva was in on it from the beginning, and yeah, it complicates yeah, his relationship yeah. with her because he, he said, felt he feels betrayed. It's a, there, there's, there's but a Claire little, thinks she might have really loved him in the end, and he does. And there's a little there, there's one of my frustrations with this show, but maybe it's just because it's a comic book show. But sometimes the writing is a bit cliched. Like, yeah, you are you you still love her? No. I love, I love the, the idea, idea of her. Of her. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. come on. Yeah. It works best when like, it stays in Like, let's Google those... that line and see how many times it's been used. It and... works best when it stays in those political lanes. Yeah. Right? Political, cultural lanes. You start doing relationship stuff and it starts to get a little, yeah. Yeah, it's a little hackneyed, a little cliche. So they go to the barn of, they go to Burstein's lab and his barn to, because Claire knows he's probably the only guy that can fix him. And yeah. then this is when we get the back and forth and with the acid. Bit, and again, the... it's a little bit like our first, I mean, because we're looking at this from a, a, a religious perspective too. The first Jew in the show. Well, we 
Burstein. Burst. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is is a mad scientist. Yeah. Who worked at a prison and is brilliant and has you know is a recluse and yeah. It, again. A if, little on if a I little. Were, if I were Jewish, I might be like you. That's the character I get. A, a bit of a racial yeah. religious stereotype. Yeah. There, okay. Personally. Yeah. But he's a great character, and I, I mean the actor. I it's can't great see character that actor. actor he's so great. The Wire. Of him in the Wire. The I mean, hardcore the wire, lawyer. He's just so great. insanely good in the yeah. Wire. Oh my gosh. So the other backstory that we get is with uh, Carl Lucas or Luke Cage's father. Yeah. Who? So they, they, they leave because, Seagate Prison. Yeah. And drive further south, right? To his hometown in South Carolina up. or Georgia. So. And and they go into his father's church, where which is completely ruined. It's fascinating. Which is a great metaphor. It's fascinating. And again, I I was when I saw this, I was Claire in, asks him what what happened here. Yeah, like where all the, where'd all the people go? And he says, I don't know. Uh, Luke doesn't know. Yeah, but his dad's name is still on the sign. Mm-hmm. Like still has the service times on the faded sign or whatever. Yep. And they just walk in. The place is completely vandalized. Yeah. But he's not he's, quite what you expect when you. No. Right. You thought, oh, it's gonna be a vibrant. Yeah. Church. Yeah. And meanwhile, he's having flashbacks to when it was a vibrant church. Mm-hmm. And everything. And those are. I thought those are beautifully constructed. The way they bounce back and forth between Luke or Carl as a kid. Yeah. And then when he finally realizes what was going on, or he makes the the wheels kind of finally click. And it's the child in the shot, but adult Luke in the mirror. In the mirror. That was pretty cool. I, in fact, I that paused was cool. it yeah. on that because I was like, was that just yeah. Luke in the mirror? Yeah. yeah. And Carl. And it's all start the, the past and the present kind of come together. And you get Carl's mom is obviously coming to terms with the fact that her pastor husband was having an affair with having an multiple affair, affairs, multiple probably, because yeah. his secretary says, you think I'm the only one. Yeah, and so Luke, and that's a that's a pretty intense thing to include because it is naming something that happens in African American churches, white churches, is the abuse of of power by pastors. Yeah, and so I thought that it was interesting that Luke. It's like Luke. It's a little bit like Misty, right? Where. She is on a crime scene, and suddenly everything comes yeah. back to her. She's reconstructed yeah. in her mind. Yeah, and he's doing the same thing. He, it's like he had to step into that old church, and suddenly the pieces fall into place. And he remembers standing there outside the door of his dad's study when, when his dad's secretary walks out running out the bluffs. Yeah, and um, he, it's still a little bit. Like, I guess we still don't know exactly what is the angle on, you know, why his half-brother is trying to destroy everything well, he, in his life. Yeah, why he's trying to destroy. Like, Because he says he's trying to destroy everything in my yeah, life. Yeah, and that is a big. that seems to be a big leak because there's clear resentment from their past as teenagers. Yeah. Right? That um, Stryker was upset at their father because he resented the idea of him. He says that, right? That's another thing. Yeah. Okay, here's one on that. Tell me if you think I'm pushing this too far and if you think the writers even thought of this. 
Stryker is Ishmael. Come on. Right? Yeah, I was just starting to think about the brothers, like half-brothers. Biblical, is, we, we keep coming back to these biblical images. Yeah. So Stryker is the, is the first son, because he's older, right? Isn't he two years older than Luke? Yeah. Doesn't he say that? Yeah. Doesn't Luke say that? That Stryker is the the bastard son, mm -hmm. the striker gets sent away and never really gets the father's love, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then Luke is Isaac. Luke's the chosen son. But what Luke, what complicates that narrative in this show is that Luke says to Claire, you know, what's funny is um, striker resents me or hates me because my father resented him. Right. Because, but my father wasn't a fan of me either. Right. So, you know, one thing that's interesting about the... Uh, about Abraham and Isaac is that, you know, we think because Abraham sent away Ishmael and Hagar and mm -hmm. sent them off in the wilderness because Sarah demanded it. And then Isaac becomes the chosen son, mm -hmm. right? But here's the crazy thing that I think a, a rabbi actually pointed out to me that I didn't realize until he said it. After this, that was called the sacrifice of Isaac, where Abraham takes Isaac on a and then comes right to the brink of Killing it, yeah. Doesn't they never speak again in the biblical narrative? Abraham and Isaac never speak again. There's no words exchanged. Who can blame them? There's, exactly. <laughs> There's no signs of relationship between them. Yeah. So Ishmael may have gone off in the wilderness thinking like. Yeah, but he didn't undergo that traumatic like, experience Isaac, of having. Yeah. Isaac is going to get everything that I should have gotten. And off he goes with his mom and founds his own religion. What little does he know? You know, meanwhile, back at the ranch, Isaac and Abraham don't have a great relationship either. Yeah. Well, then that's then that's so, the that's a even more strong parallel. So Stryker and Luke have this bond almost that they don't even know that they share, and that's that they're both missing the love of their father. Yeah. One thing that's interesting in the that's difference good. between the two of them is that's how good. much Stryker, who's the bastard son of the pastor the Bible all the time and is reading the Bible and using it but using it to undergird his violent activities yeah his own worldview and he's nobody does that yeah right he's holding a King James Bible yep okay and then when Luke Luke doesn't quote the Bible very rarely he has a couple times not nearly as much as Stryker it's not wearing it it's Stryker's no. thing yeah but it's interesting that when I don't know if you notice this but in the scene when he's in the church in episode 10, right before they leave the church, after he's had his flashbacks, he's holding a Bible. The same Bible. And he drops yeah, it. Yeah. He out. leaves it. Yeah. He doesn't stick this thing in his pocket. Nope. Like, this is going to be a keepsake. I'm going to keep nope, it. He leaves it behind. It'll be interesting to see how that moves forward in the final three episodes. Yeah. I. I if that signals a shift in anything that he does. Yeah. Well, it does. It kind of does. Maybe. Where he goes, because at the end of episode 10, they go, he says, I'm not going to run away. Right. And they go and back he to goes Harlem. Back to and he goes, walks right into Harlem's paradise. Takes all those bullets to yeah. save Misty. Which is another uh, another strong theme in these two episodes that I found particularly interesting is Misty is on trial. So yeah, with a quote-unquote psychologist yeah. who happens to who be... Who basically just verbally abuses her the who, whole time, who, right? who happens to be a white... White guy. Older white guy. Yeah. Overweight. Yeah. I mean, interesting casting. Yeah. You, you get know, this... Yeah. Power dynamic. Yeah. And he's 
he's psychologically manipulating her. Yeah. He says it's abuse. Is, We're good. Yeah. Like this is private. Yeah. You, know, you can bear your soul to me. Yeah. Now the nice thing is that Misty does that. It's I mean there's some anxiety when you watch her being questioned by this guy. Yeah. But then what she finally says basically vindicates her in the in in the in, in the eyes of her boss who's watching through the one way mirror. Yeah. And for me, her the through line with her in these two episodes has been I, I think it was in nine where I said it's all about double standards. Yeah. Men and women. Totally. Black and white. Yeah. Police and civilian. Yeah. And I wonder if it's not a very earnest and honest examination of what it means to be a member of a police force. Mm. Right? Because she has a she has a conversation with her superior about how tough the job is, the stress that it puts yeah. on. Yeah. The public hates us until they need us. Right. All that kind of stuff. Um, and it doesn't answer any of that, I don't think. I think it just kind of lays it out there to say this is a reality that and she's it, certainly facing in the film, right. and maybe a lot of other people and in the real world young, do. And when a young black kid gets beat up in an interrogation room, it's yep. by a black cop. Yeah. Right? But then there's another white cop saying, we're going to go the streets. people down yeah. until we find out where Luke yeah. Cage is. This guy's a cop killer. But, it's, but they are trying to cover their bases because the, the vengeful white cop is like, I got no problem with black people or Latinos. I just got a problem with assholes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. well, right. who, who defines that? Right, right. Yeah, so, I mean, back to, like, Luke and Stryker, I think it will be fascinating in the last three episodes to find out, is Luke going to go after Stryker and try to kill him? Or is Luke going to go after Stryker and say... Try to mend something, like, mend what's broken? Same, like, we're the same. We're, we're on the same page. We're the same. We, we have the same issues. Let's mend fences. Yeah. We're stronger together than apart. Yeah. Or is, or is it going to be the classic, um, you know, the classic Romulus and Remus or the classic Oedipus complex where one brother has to kill another? Well, he says at the end of, towards the end Can of the 10th episode, he says, I am my brother's keeper whether I like it or not tells that to Claire and you wonder well what does that mean how is he gonna is he gonna keep him in the sense of like protecting the rest of the which again yeah. or is he gonna keep him in the sense of I'm gonna try to nurture him back to some sort of you know that word gets thrown around reconciliation yeah. you know, but there are critics who say you can't reconcile what was never together in the first place right and they were never together like there's no sense that they had a brotherly love for one another ever right 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 and so how do you how do you repair that or and how that, do you move forward and that line, you have to build a new are, relationship. In that line, "Am I my brother's keeper?" That rhetorical question. That's from Cain and Abel. Yeah. Like that's the founding murder of the Judeo-Christian story. Yeah. You could even say the Islamic, the whole all everything all hinges on that. Yeah. Go back to Cain and Abel. Yeah. Which is one brother murdering another brother because of jealousy over the love of not their earthly father Adam, but their heavenly father Yahweh, and. This is why I wish we could get a Netflix, uh, get a one of the writers on here because now we're starting to see this stuff bubble up. It's not just the Christ figure stuff; it's even more in the Old Testament. Yeah, I think there is there there is and and when because when Stryker quotes the Bible, he's mostly going. He's an Old oh, Testament. He's, OT, yeah. he's an Old Testament yeah, he's guy all the way. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I want to I want to talk about the what we see in episode ten where. 
Stryker is really getting close to Mariah, who is finding herself in some difficult positions. Right. Trying to maintain the lie that she didn't kill her cousin. And how she's trying to take over that empire, and Stryker comes in and really runs things. Yeah. And he says, you got to play this to your advantage. I think we start seeing it's been a little bit on the commentary of what we see in the real world, or politicians spinning fear. Uh-huh. And how there's a link between the religious narrative, the political narrative, and the and the military narrative. Okay. And I see. I think that all coalesces into Stryker, who is using all of that to breed fear, to then sell weapons, to give yeah. a sense of security, yeah. and then to bolster politicians that also are in the same right with him. because he. I mean, this is. In some ways, this is classic terrorism, right? He goes yes. into the religious the terrorist. Meet, he goes into the meeting of the, all the gang leaders. That uh-huh. kind of classic scene that you could be straight out of the Dark Knight, yep. the wire or whatever. Yep. Let's get all the bosses together. Yep. And then he takes out a couple of four them. Of the four five of them. Yeah. Four of right. the five of them. He leaves takes out. Yeah. And leaves just one to basically let everybody know. But it's but what it does is it sends the streets into chaos. And this is what both the gang leader he leaves alive, the guy who runs the boxing club, and Mariah, are like, what are you doing? This is just going to cause complete chaos. And he says, that's exactly what I want. That's what, and then I'm going to start to sell these bullets, weapons into, I'm going to weaponize the police. Police, yeah. Right? Yeah. And he does that by terrorism. Yeah. I think this is a narrative. Because t- terrorism what does, does what? It just... People just feel like they don't know the rules anymore. And with all these gang leaders gone, streets, everybody's trying to grab There's no the order on the streets. There's no order. I think this is a fictional version of what we what we go through in real life now. How's that? the media like put Striker or Mariah as any news outlet, right? That just uses fear and yeah. scandal yeah. to drive ratings to sell ads. Right. To do, I'm not saying anything new. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. all, it's also, it gets repeated all the time, but it's still true. I mean, it's, you know, but people still are caught in that cycle. This is what we watch and this is how we shape our worldview. We've been talking all week about this. Yeah. Um, about people who just, just consume Fox News 24 7. Right. Man, that is shaping a worldview. Yeah, for sure. Because what do they feel about terrorism, or what do they feel about immigrants supposedly pouring over the southern border? Or what news articles are you reading on Facebook that aren't actually actual news? News, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's the the terrorism. I mean, what terrorism does is it sows fear, fear. by insecurity. Like yeah. they don't know the rules anymore. Yeah. Am I, I, sa- am I, I safe at the an mall? American. Am I safe at the yeah. mall? Yeah. yeah. Am I even going to be able to speak English when I go into a restaurant to order? Yeah. You know, or something like yeah. this. And, of course, it, the facts are irrelevant. The facts are immaterial to these people. Who are and, it's, and it's the same in Luke Cage. Yeah. It's interesting. Mariah starts to... She commits pretty quickly. Yeah. Just oh, she in, gets In it. her public speeches, she starts to call... They're like, we need to arm our police against Luke Cage. And then there's some allusions to these other superheroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These other boroughs. Yeah, Jessica Jones. Yeah. Like somebody just snapped the neck of a That's Jessica Jones, yeah. Yeah, you know. And then there's, 
Yeah, and that can that comment that Stryker makes to her because she talking about her pivoting when she says at first she says to him, "I'm a politician, not a gun dealer." Yeah, and he goes, "What's the difference?" Right, and then she immediately gets into that mode where she's in front of the police station, yeah, calling out the the bad cop and and saying we need to say, we're not safe. Yeah, yeah, we need to equip the police to make us feel safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I um. I do think it's fascinating as this goes on, and I, I particularly, yeah, I would, I would love to hear, I would love to talk to a writer on the show and find out these allusions to like Cain and Abel and the brother, the brotherly conflict. It's such a classic theme that goes back to Greek mythology. Obviously, it's in the earliest parts of the Old Testament, things like that. So to see how that plays out, I think it's going to be fascinating. We've been fairly disciplined each week watching only two episodes. Yes. It was really hard not to watch a third. <laughs> At that final scene yeah. of episode 10 where he's guarding Misty. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, he carries her out. He jumps over the bar with her. Um, and the, the whole Carlos Paradise is getting shot up. Uh, and, you know, one character, I guess, that we don't know a lot about still, and I'll be fat interested to see both his backstory. He kind of always is playing both sides of shades. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I always figured he would have some sort of superpower. Yeah. But maybe that's it. It's, he's, so, like he's, he's so uh, he's slippery. Like, he's, he's a little bit like the serpent. Yeah, the yeah, garden, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but he, he, he definitely plays both sides and just want He's a survivor. Yeah. Because he could have been taken out. Stryker almost killed him. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. could have been taken out. He could have been taken out by Luke Cage too. Yeah. So who knew him in prison and this kind of thing? Yeah. Well, we're gonna wrap up here, and we're gonna uh, next week we're gonna wrap up the series. We're gonna do three That's episodes. Right. If you're listening along and watching the show, and if you're listening along, email Tony or hit Tony on Twitter and tell us what we should do next. Yeah, because we're gonna. Um, Somebody had recommended a show on Amazon. That had like six episodes. We could oh, probably yeah. burn through that in the Christmas. We're going to be doing some, yeah, Christmas is, you know, uh, holidays kind of hit and miss. We're both doing some traveling. But then coming in late January, uh, we're going to hit the path season two, which is super exciting. Yeah. Just announced a February release. January 25. January 25. On Hulu, on Hulu. I'm sorry. I thought it was February. January 25. Okay. Cool. And probably what's the Pope show on? The Young Pope the Young on Pope HBO. On so anyway, we're going to wrap up Luke Cage, uh, episodes 11, 12, and 13 next week, and uh, that will be on the new show. Thanks. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to Killer Serials. See you next week. Take my advice, brother. You should be out there helping people like them other fellas downtown. Reaper used to say the same thing. Yeah, well, she was right.
knocked down a few doors in the projects, and now you Harlem's hero. <laughs> I'm just getting started.